Hear that? Is that America cheering or a sausage patty sizzling to perfection? It's time to cheer for Egg McMuffin and fresh cracked eggs at McDonald's. It's time to wake up to the aroma of freshly baked biscuits and treat yourself to a real honest-to-goodness morning meal. Breakfast, it's on at McDonald's. Now get any breakfast sandwich for just 2 bucks. Available only through the app. Mobile order and pay available at participating McDonald's. McD app download and registration required. At ADP, we work with more than 860,000 companies worldwide. That gives us a pretty good idea of how to help businesses grow stronger. Whether it's through data insights that help you make informed decisions about building a team that works better as a team. Or by keeping you ahead of thousands of changing regulations so you can keep ahead of everything else. Like building that better team. Grow stronger with ADP. HR talent, time, and payroll. I thought I thought of another gay experience I had, but we'll just leave that one alone. I was in Denmark and some dude crawled into bed with me. the baller lifestyle podcast episode 20 unreal that we've made it this far and and it just keeps on rolling along it's insane um so thanks for being a part of it now that it's all huge you can say well uh, i was there at the beginning you know they read my emails so that's something you can have that we can give you and we're happy to do it um today on the show real quick uh the by the time this podcast is posted to the internet, there will already have been a new mailbag feature and the inaugural fancy sex are sex and relationship advice column posted to the website, theballerlifestyle.com. And uh, both of those features are rolling right along and I appreciate it and read them and respond and contribute because – there's a good chance we'll use your shit in a post, and we've gotten some great, great emails uh, to mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com, and no, it's not M-A-L-E, okay? This is highbrow over here. I, you wouldn't say that to the New York Times. Mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com and fancy sex at theballerlifestyle.com, and everybody knows how to spell fancy. It's with two E's, F-A-N-C-E-E, sex. At theballerlifestyle.com. Um, some great shame analysis on there. Ed and I asked for some shame, people who need to be shamed, and we got a lot. And just if you haven't read it, go over there and read it right now because one of the people that needs to be shamed might be me. I might be one of these guys. So let's take a look, respond, let us know what you think. And same with fancy sex. One of the one of the listeners sent in wanting to know preview one of the questions that a great listener whose name escapes me at this moment his question was um, besides the beach montage in Rocky 3 have you ever had a gay experience and uh, you might be shocked to find out that's you know fancy and I both take turns 
answering your questions there, or we both answer every question. So one, or maybe both of us has had a gay experience. So get over there and check that out right now. Also, Fancy tells you how to groom. Some people don't know what how to groom, and Fancy and I sort that out for you. So go check it out. Mailbag and Fancy Sex both up now. Uh, also, bonus, or not bonus, regular, but something to look forward to. The NFL Draft is coming up. Big, big fan of the NFL Draft. That's where they – it's always weird. Now it's it used to be like a weekend. First of all, there's 200 too many rounds. It's because they kill guys and the NFL gives people brain damage. So they got to be able to draft tons and tons of players because so many guys get killed and are made brain damage during the season. they got to have more guys they can put out there. So there's like – I'm not sure. There's like 50 or 60 rounds at least of the draft. But it used to be that somehow they were able to have that over the course of two days, Saturday and Sunday. Now somehow, and I'm not, I'm not 100% sure of this, but I'm hearing that the draft is now four days long, and it's on in prime time, and people watch it on TV. And even worse, people go to it and root on their team, which is weird to me because I don't know if these people, if the people that watch it or the people that attend it know this, but at the end of the draft, they'd make a list. And they just – you could just look at that list when they're done, and then you would know what guys got picked on your teams. And if there's a – ooh, a trade. If there's a trade, the team you like makes a trade with another team, they'll put that right there on that list. You don't have – like you could just not watch it. Like they don't even need to put it on TV. They could just do it. They could do it in like an afternoon in a hotel conference room somewhere and then just make a list of everybody, and then you could read the list. But I don't know. Other people get into the draft. At any rate, we're going to do our own draft, draft stavaganza, draft stravaganza show here. I don't know if that's what we're going to call it, but that's what I like so far. Where Ed, my co-host Ed Daly, and myself will be joined in, as you guys probably know, Ed is across the country. Ed will be here via the internet, but via the one of the internet. But here at BallerLifestyle.com World Headquarters... We will have joining us in person the great media icons, Travis Rogers from the Travis Rogers Now program on Yahoo Sports Radio, and longtime show booker of the Jim Rome Show, Jason Stewart, who's been a guest on the show in the past. He will be in studio next week for our draft stravaganza show, so be ready for that. On today's show, not the draft extravaganza show, everybody's talking about Donald Sterling, and I, I imagine that by the time this this shit's got so much heat that it, two days from now when you hear this, it's still going to be going. Uh, Donald Sterling is probably a racist. I mean I don't, I don't think there's any question that he's a racist. He's really just an old asshole, which is a lot of people. But what we're going to get into that, Donald Sterling. Also, Russell Wilson, Super Bowl winning quarterback. Are you like me? Have you forgotten already that the Seahawks won the Super Bowl? Are you Are you still like – somebody tells you that. You're like, what? Are you sure? Well, yeah, the Seahawks won the Super Bowl, and Russell Wilson is celebrating by getting a divorce, which is probably a smart move. And rumor, another draft-related story, Jerry Jones of the Dallas Cowboys supposedly hot after one Johnny Manziel looking to trade up. To get old Johnny Manziel there at the t- at New Texas Stadium. What do they call it? Cowboys Stadium? I don't know. It's got a big screen. And we love that. We want that to happen. So we'll talk about that. Um, non-sports stories. I don't, hopefully we get to both of these. A, a teacher at middle school gave her one of her students a lap dance and told him that she loved him. 
which in fr- oh in front of the class, so that's normal. That didn't happen in Florida, by the way, which I know you all thought. But also, and this is this is this got a lot of traction today. Um, some there's video of this too. This did happen in Florida, to no one's surprise. Some guy pushed his six year old off a giant skateboard ramp, just like kicked him, kicked him right off it because he I don't know he didn't want to do something, he didn't want to skate that day. So, um, and that that's something that we want to discuss here. Uh, and then of course. We'll close the show as we have been, as is the new rule here with a permanent segment with our, our own pop culture correspondent, Fancy Sauce. She'll be here to do Fancy Pop. Uh, George Clooney got engaged, which is huge news to me. I mean, I thought that guy was a confirmed bachelor. And not like, not in the same way that Paul Lind was a confirmed bachelor. Who's <laughs> Paul Lind is my all-time favorite confirmed bachelor. I literally miss him every day. But George Clooney was a confirmed pat- bachelor in the sense that that dude just would like slay Poon. Here's what he does. He gets a girlfriend. It's usually pretty hot. And then he bangs her for like a year. And then he gets a little bored and wants to bang a different chick. He's, he's a gentleman about it. And he, so he just says, hey, want you – you know, this is done. Rumor has it he might cut him a check. Tell him to bounce, and then it moves on to a new chick. But not some some devil woman has she's managed to tame George Clooney, and, and I think Fancy's going to come on and talk about that in Fancy Pop, uh, among other things. Who else? Who knows what she's got in mind? Uh, joining me now, that's what's happening on the show today and coming up. Lot 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 of housekeeping. Uh, joining me now, as always, the king, the queen of Hoboken, Ed Daly. Ed, how's it going? Pretty good. How are you, Brian? I'm doing good, sir. Uh, how's things in Hoboken? A lot of, I imagine, a lot of guys. Every corner's got a some sort of meat shop on it or <laughs> liquor store, and a lot of guys in tracksuits hanging out out front at like 11 a.m. on a Wednesday. Is that how it is? <laughs> it it is. There are a lot of social clubs. Yeah, just guys are. playing cards. And there's some Italian soccer game going on inside that I I pass by and I kind of crane my neck and then get a couple. Of, weird looks back and i i just, yeah, just keep, keep moving, moving. that's yeah. smart that's there, there is a lot of that like it's like a bad stereotype it does exist but uh in tracksuits it's getting warmer so now it's it's going to be take off the tracksuit and reveal the uh the white tank top oh white tank top chest <laughs> patch like maybe some oh. medallions you know i want to i'm a lot of great chest hair i'm about I, to see a ton of great chest hair i long to get into the medallion game and maybe at some point i'll come visit you in hoboken <laughs> new jersey and you can take me to one of the many many medallion stores they have around there so i could transact my own medallion no it's not like that in that it doesn't it's just these guys are so firmly established like you don't see the new element. It's everyone looks like Uncle Junior right. kind of thing. Yeah, that's like awesome. It's a lot of old guys that you know have killed with their bare hands. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. That's but guaranteed. they're all old. It's weird. It's weird. No, no new blood. Well, the new blood's probably out there earning because you got to go out and earn, and then you got to pay a little tribute to the older guys. But there's, I've, I've seen the Sopranos. Least, there's at least a half dozen social clubs in this town. Which is a mile square. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, anything else? Um, it was a pretty run-of-the-mill weekend. I was just uh, – I had texted you before. I caught a little Caddyshack on Friday night. Oh, yeah. That's right. You're doing a blog post on this. I meant to preview that, so I'm glad you brought yeah. it up. Yeah. And uh, I turned it on, and sure, you see that? Like I was looking for a game, just something to watch. 
and I see Caddyshack, and so I figure could be a good scene. Just turn it on. And what scene do I get? But the fucking Maggie, I'm pregnant scene. Yeah, what was that? What was that all about? She what? was. It was Danny Noonan's Irish girlfriend with a yes, horrible Maggie. accent. She's like, "Thanks for nothing." Yeah, it's yeah. just that awful scene. And it, it just reminded me that even the great, the great movies have awful characters and awful scenes. And there's no, there's, there's no exception. Every great movie still has some just regrettable scenes in people. So I'm, I'm writing a post about that. I, I'm excited to see this because you're the perfect person to write something about this because of the fact that you have the greatest ability for recall of mundane, stupid details of things, particularly that happened in the 1980s. <laughs> the, the the actress that played Maggie wasn't, didn't have to be, she wasn't that bad. She was the underage girl in Animal House. Was that, she? That worked at the supermarket and banged Pinto. But she seemed a lot older than Danny Noonan. Was it just me? Or was she meant to be older? Her, yeah, I think it was just her hair because yeah, short I think hair. She, was a, she was like 20 then. Yeah, she was but, eighteen in Animal House and twenty in Caddyshack. I don't, like I that. don't have an issue with her ability or talent, although that accent was horrible. It was a horrible fake accent, and her haircut was like uh, she, I don't know, she looked like like uh, some sort of leprechaun. It was, it was a bad scene altogether. I, but think, she was so bad. In that I movie. don't, I, I know that I believe that Bill Murray's brother, Brian Doyle Murray, did he not write that movie? He wrote it. And yeah. I think he dated a, a, a Maggie-like character. I think yeah. I read that somewhere. Yeah, so it's I, like I he had like... to come up with an Irish accent. And they're like, they just found this girl. And they're like, all right, do an Irish accent. Yeah, Thanks I feel like they, they really needed to wedge in a, a C storyline there. And that was that's what they came up with. And in retrospect, you don't need it. Give us a, just tease us. Give us another example uh, from, your, from your blog well, post. Okay. Back to the Future. Yeah. Great great fun movie. Yes. The most jarring thing for me is Marty's purple jockey shorts. <laughs> that, that is that's a little weird. I mean, he's a hero. He's like the cool guy in the movie and he's wearing purple grippers. Yeah, that's that yeah, that definitely was a, they were trying to make him a sex symbol, which is weird cuz he's like 5'1". Yeah, like he was cool. Like everybody liked him. He's skateboarding, hanging on trucks. Like there was a a, a cool element to him, but that scene and you 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 really – I think people just tried to push that down, like deep down in their memories so they, they don't let that, you know, ruin their opinion of the movie. But it's a lot of stuff like that. You can find yeah. terrible parts of every good, fun movie. There's a few off the top of my head, but Bat, uh, um, Back to the Future, I mean, Biff tries to rape the mom <laughs> and then – in the future, he's employed as their car washer. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't hire that guy. I, uh, You know, it wouldn't be up to me. There's one um, – what is that movie? Gremlins. In Gremlins, there's a long soliloquy at one point where the, <laughs> the woman, the main character, talks about how her dad – Phoebe Cates. Phoebe Cates. Oh, the hottest, yes. Phoebe Cates. I couldn't remember the character's name, though. Phoebe Cates talks about her how her dad died by getting stuck in the chimney and they like didn't find him till he was a skeleton the next Christmas. It's so out of left field. It doesn't fit into the movie at all. It doesn't need to be there at all. But some coked out Hollywood producer was like, "We need this. We got it. We gives us some humanity." Right. The the movie was just humming along, and she was just 
the yeah. girl he was kind of interested in, and like it all worked, and then she just dropped that hammer, and it's like, whoa, like Christmas is a real bummer now. Not to mention that that movie was aimed at like nine year olds. Yeah, I definitely watched it when I was nine years old. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, that's exciting. I'm looking forward to that. Also, are you fired up for the draft extravaganza? It's gonna be. It's gonna be very good. I, I, I gotta start thinking about my strategy. Yeah, we're all gonna need a strategy, and I'm not gonna. I don't want to give too much away here. But it's, the, it's not the NFL draft. We're not just doing like some mock draft. We're it's a real draft. right, and you probably have heard people draft before and draft things. We're we're gonna do it a little bit differently. We're gonna do it our own way. We're gonna have some special guests, and we're gonna we're gonna draft a draft order. We're gonna do this proper. Like this is gonna matter. And then at the end of the draft, at the end of each round, we'll tally up who did what, and we'll make fun of those people. And then we'll do a post where we recap everyone's team and we'll Absolutely. Can, uh, critique. Absolutely. Yeah, it's I'm I'm excited to do it. It should be it should be a lot of fun. Uh, Ed, should we talk some sports? There, there's no. a few things going on in sports. What 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 do you got for us today? Well, the biggest news, and it'll continue to be the big news, is Donald Sterling. Yes. Everyone yeah. knows by now the auto audio recording surfaced this weekend. Where his girlfriend, who goes by the name V Stiviano, just V. I've I've seen yeah her name. She goes by V, and then I've seen multiple outlets report it as different names. She's either <laughs> yeah. Vanessa Stiviano Stiviano or Vivian Stiviano, according to my local news and sports radio. So yeah. maybe she should just go by V. Yeah. Either way, he, he the audio recording came out where. He hates black people, including Magic Johnson, and yeah. just confirmed he's a real piece of shit. And I just thought we could quickly look at his track record. Oh, uh, let's. 1996, sued for sexual harassment by former employee. 2003, sued for sexual harassment and wrongful termination by a former employee. 2003, again, testified that he paid a former employee for sex. 2006, sued for refusal to rent to non-Koreans... That's right. Blacks or families with children. <laughs> that was when he was a landlord, not as the Clippers. Right, exactly. Uh, then 2009, sued by uh, general manager Elgin Baylor for age and racial discrimination. And now this, which just confirms he's a piece of garbage. Yeah. Yeah, huge racist. And and the thing is, is that it's especially the the main – because Elgin Baylor – black man and for a long time i believe was the only black gm in the nba and he was the clipper gm for a long time although it was rumored he made like half of what the the average salary like he was the lowest paid gm for ever um but the big the big tell about donald sterling was the the whole he lost a court case because that's his business is he owns tons and tons of big high-rise apartments and he's a real estate mogul and that it's multi-unit dwellings are his gig and it turned out that he didn't want to rent to minorities or he want he wanted to keep his korean buildings korean apparently he didn't want to mix minorities and that's the thing david stern knew about these this guy all the other owners knew this guy was a racist and a fucking asshole and they're getting what they deserve they want that 
they're all, it's an old boys network. He's the longest tenured owner in the NBA. He he never didn't try to win forever because he just wanted to keep the money and he was profitable. So he's like, what the why should I spend money on salaries when I'm already making money? Yeah, he won by mistake because yeah. the league handed him Chris Paul. Like yeah. they were they were even with the recent Chris Paul years over his tenure, they have by far they've. By far the worst winning percentage in all of sports. There, there. It's not hyperbole to s- say that they are the worst franchise in the history of sports. They're a laughing stock forever, and they, the, these other owners seem to be just fine with that until now that it comes out that he's a racist. Right, and they 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 let it go because their their franchise got got the revenue share and got to beat his team twice a year exactly. or more. Exactly. Or more. Yeah. And then, so they, they're not allowed to act surprised. And the, and the thing is, is you, I'm not saying that the other NBA owners are racist, but people that ascend to this level are oftentimes narcissistic assholes. Most, right. most CEOs you meet, most super uber successful rich people have personality disorders and are no i will say most it's it's not uncommon for these people to be huge assholes and that that doesn't make them all racist but at the same time it's it shouldn't no one should act surprised much less the commissioner of the nba or any of the other owners at best they're selfish assholes like maybe they're worse people than that but at best a lot of these guys are just selfish assholes in which case they only cared about their own investment, didn't care about getting rid of Donald Sterling because they just wanted the business to keep moving on. They didn't have any social responsibility. So they're, they're, they're complicit in all this. Exactly. But I think, I think, yes, all of the heat he's taking, and he should be forced to, to sell the team, and I can't imagine free agents are no. going to want to be there. No. Like, it's just it's bad for the competitive balance of the league. So they force him to sell it, but – you know, all that does is give him another mil- billion dollars. Yeah, like he, that, he, a Los Angeles sports team that is going to sell for a billion dollars. Yeah, he he bought that team for like twelve million dollars. <laughs> um, and I also think we while while we've been talking a lot about shame, I think good old V Stiviano deserves a little shaming because she's thirty one years old. He is eighty one, eighty or eighty one. Yeah. And looks like a bag of shit. Yeah. He's got the hair dyed. And we're just supposed to let her just, you know, act like she uh, she's a credible person. She's She should be yes, uh, rewarded when she was letting his liver-spotted meat whistle rub all over her for yeah. a few years because she, he was a billionaire. She is comfortable with anyone knowing that she's licked that guy's balls. And and her arguments in that that weird recording. Oh, yeah. well, she's an her Arguments. She's a moron. She's like, an idiot. She's saying stuff like, "I understand you came from a different time," and like giving him an out half the time. It was bad. He, he's like he's like you think I'm a racist, and she's like, "No, you're not a racist." And I'm like, "Wait, yeah, he is." Yeah, that's that's actually textbook racism. Yeah, yeah, it's the definition of racism. And I also thought that she thought it was okay. To leave a picture of Matt Kemp on her Instagram because he's not that black. <laughs> he's he's she's half black and uh, Matt Kemp also of mixed race and she's like, but he's lighter than me. <laughs> like that would matter to old oh, asshole yeah. racist Donald Sterling. 
Donny, Donny shithead. Uh, well, I feel like one final thing, if we're going to talk about this awful racist, maybe we should leave it with a humorous moment. And you emailed me a yes. transcript, a this court transcript. This is my favorite thing. This is the best, so I'm just going to read his answer because it's a tr- court transcript, and here it is. Well, I fool around sometimes. I do. When a girl seduces me and tells me all of these hot stories and dirty things and tells me how much she wants to suck on me and takes my shoes off and licks my feet and touches me, when I'm in a limousine, she takes all of her clothes. The limo driver said, what's going on? And she started sucking me on the way to Mr. Coon's house. And I thank her. I thank her for making me feel good. Sir, the question was, is this your handwriting? (laughs) I love that. I love that. Even though that conjures the image of a woman licking Donald Sterling's 80-year-old feet, which is I can't think of anything worse. It still is – he so wants to talk about all the sex he has. Is this your handwriting? Is this your handwriting, sir? The question was, is this your handwriting? <laughs> How did he get there? That, I don't I don't want to know. I just think it's fantastic. That's the best. And they have – it's on the smokinggun.com. So there's – it's a picture of the deposition. And I saw in the news today that, that, that he settled that lawsuit and the deposition was destroyed. So – that, that those pictures are what exists of it. That thank God for the internet. What what a picture it was. Yeah, that's that's my kind of picture. Uh, what, what else is going on? Okay, we, D- Donald Russell. Sterling. I feel like we're we're we've sort of maxed out what we can say about this guy. Right. He'll probably get suspended for the rest of the playoffs as long as the Clippers are in it. And then in the off season, something will happen where he's either forced out, takes a lesser role, seeds control the team to somebody else, or so, something will happen there. Right. He'll still be a rich asshole that, and, and that's won't not going to change. missing any money. No. Uh, next story, Russell Wilson. It was reported the Super Bowl winning quarterback uh, is getting divorced from his wife after two years. But you know where that was reported? By the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, really? <laughs> Brian, why the fuck is a football team announcing divorces? That's a little weird. I didn't know that. I I mean, I realize, as with anything, as somebody that's spent a little time in publicity and PR, I know that you want to tell the story first, you want to tell the truth, and you want to tell it all. But I don't feel that there's any need for his employer, for him to do it through the, the... avenue of his employer like they could probably turn him on to a good agency a good consultant that could help him tell the story of his divorce and get it out there i I don't know why the team especially uh an nfl team that they're always so image conscious would want to involve themselves in their star quarterback's divorce yeah and the fact that he's getting divorced after two years tells you well probably probably was a, a, a bad decision but he got engaged while he was in college, while he was at NC State, before he transferred to Wisconsin. Like, the type of guy that yeah. gets engaged in college yeah. is either yeah. a a Mormon, yeah, yes, who goes to BYU or one of these schools. You hear about yeah, because they want, that's the only way they can get laid is to right. get married, or B, like just dumb as a bag of hammers, and yeah. that that kind of lets me know that Russell Wilson is just a super dumb guy well he did do one smart thing he's still under his rookie contract because i don't imagine that you're doing a lot of prenuptial agreements uh when you get married as a junior in college 
Right, but he's he's starting to get heat. I bet she can tap into some of that. I don't re- well, I mean I do know how it works. <laughs> but it it's, you know, how should I say this? He uh I'm he, saying his endorsements right. He's already yeah. getting a ton of endorsements. He's got so. some, he's got some money now, but he doesn't he's going to settle with her in a way that protects his future earnings okay. from her fingers and that's that's where all his money's going to be because he's only at the beginning. He hasn't signed his second contract, which everyone knows that's where that's where you make money in the NFL. And so he's smart to cut ties now because you know, all of his teammates are probably divorced or going to be divorced. The divorce rate is much higher in the NFL than it is amongst the general public. And that's how these guys go broke a lot of the times is not buying cars for their cousins and houses for their moms and all that stuff. They get divorced and that and that when half of your assets go like that, it's a good way to go broke. So I guess good for him is his uh, – I always thought his wife was kind of attractive. She was attractive, yeah. but she is I'm attractive. I'm sure she still is. And now, no, are, they no going, kids. are the Seahawks going to help him date now? Or are they going to set up like a fan contest? Have yeah. a bunch of fat women in number 12 jerseys dating him? That's not that's not a bad idea. Yeah, if they're going to get involved in his divorce, they should get involved in his dating life. They should pimp him out a little bit. <laughs> Who wants to date Russell at the 50-yard line at halftime? Yeah, it's like it's like throw the ball through the tire and win a date with Russell Wilson. <laughs> yeah. Punt, pass, and kick to see who can go on a date with Russell Wilson. <laughs> Not a bad idea. Well, I, I am. I do think I'm always happy when people find their happiness and and acknowledge that this wasn't going to work for either of them, and they've moved on. Good for them. Uh, the final story uh, you mentioned. Jerry Jones is trying like hell to move up in the draft and get Johnny Manziel, which is is fantastic for so many reasons. Uh, for one, he's got Tony Romo locked in for a huge contract for a while. And he, and he fucking loves the guy. He's never said a bad word about Tony Romo. But if they draft Manziel, okay. now Romo is feeling an incredible amount of pressure. And anyone who's watched Romo in these... Uh, do yeah. or die games at the end of the year that he he's played in for like the last three or four years. He's a terrible guy under pressure. So this having Johnny Manziel is the most pressure to have him behind you. Oh yeah, I feel like Tony Romo would be benched like sometime around week five or six. Yeah, and he's he if they cut him because oh they got to pay his a ass. Bad, a bad, yeah. They're gonna pay him and fuck up their cap. Yep, they can't and they're using draft picks to move up to get Manziel because they're yeah. they were like an eight and eight kind of team, so they they can't they can't draft Manziel like in the top five or whatever they they're gonna have yeah. to do. Is, so they have to draft. So I just love that this lizard man, the plastic surgery Jerry Zones, is just going to fuck up his team even more. And as he gets older, he's turning more and more into Al Davis at the end. Yeah, oh, I agree. Yeah, um, it's it is really interesting. He fancies himself a real football guy he's got philosophies and takes and ideas and he needs to obviously he needs to cede control to somebody else but i'm glad that he doesn't because it's it makes me interested and manzel is one of these guys he's he's one of these guys that doesn't know he's not supposed to be good right 
So he doesn't know that he's 5'11", and he doesn't care. He just goes out there and makes plays and runs away from people and hucks the ball down the field. And I'm really intrigued because he, he would really need to be in the right situation, I think. But I'm really intrigued, and I really sort of root for him. I want him because he's fun to watch. But then, then again, I hate the Cowboys, and I would love to see just a big mess happening in Dallas. And Manziel, yeah, he's exciting, but he's also a prick. He's well, yeah. He's he child seems of privilege. Like, he seems like a real asshole, and he's the type of guy that, for interviews, he was sending his roommate, who was his manager for social activities in college. Like yeah. he's very, he's very uh, affected by his fame, and it, he's the same size, or maybe a little smaller than Russell Wilson. Now yeah. Russell Wilson is very talented, but Russell M- Wilson would make smart check down throws, that kind of stuff. Sure. Like, Game manager. Johnny Manziel just threw the ball up for grabs for two years, and he was he had some exciting plays, but that shit's not going to fly in the NFL. Yeah, not when they – because what they'll do is they'll contain him. They'll get those big defensive ends coming at him. They'll contain him in the pocket and make him throw the ball. He won't be able to run and get out of trouble. He's going to have to throw the ball down the field. Yeah, but it, it, I'm, I'm just excited for the train wreck. Him – and Romo and Jerry Jones together is going to be a, just a disaster. I'm There's no, n- neither guy can succeed, Romo or Manziel, in that situation. No, it's it's a lose lose, and, and I'm hopeful that it happens. That's that would be exciting to me. I'm hopeful Jerry Jones lives to be 150 years old. Yeah, yeah, he already look. He looks kind of like a slee stack. <laughs> Nobody gets better looking after plastic surgery. Does anybody know that? Like, just grow old gracefully. Insane. Right. Nope. Unless Jerry Jones wants to get fake tits, maybe they can look okay, but the rest of them, no. Everybody loves him, though. Like, all his players think he's, I mean, he seems like a really cool guy. I know a couple guys that have met him, like, in passing, and they just said he's a bro. He's a really, really friendly, nice guy. Um, but Yeah, he's not yeah. like Daniel Snyder, who's just, like, hated by everyone. Like, I yeah. think, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a fun guy, but he's also a moron because his success has been built by Jimmy Johnson and... And then when he had some success a few years ago, like even Tony Romo, as as much bashing as he's taken, he was an undrafted free agent, but that was Bill Parcells' call, picking up a guy like him. So Jerry Jones has never made the call to have good players. It's always been someone else. And at the height of his success, he didn't like sharing the spotlight. He thought uh, Jimmy Johnson was getting a big head. Right. And so he got his ass out of there when he could have probably kept that thing rolling three or four more years. Right. Uh, but I think that's that's pretty much it, and we will do a better job drafting next week than Jerry Jones will with the Cowboys. That That is for certain. We'll outdraft, I'd say, like 66% of the teams. We'll be in the top third of the draft with our drafts. It, it will be a tremendous draft. We're definitely outdrafting the Raiders because they're all they're like the Isaiah Thomas of the NFL, where they they draft a guy and everybody's like, "Who? Like that guy wasn't even going to get picked." What do you mean, Ronaldo Balkman? Yeah, we're going to trade up to get him. Yeah, no, <laughs> Darius Hayward Bay. Uh, hey, that's a terp. Yeah, draft extravaganza. Can't wait. Uh, okay, a couple non-sports things that. Do you see this guy? Mark the Nomad wanted us to talk about this. Mark the Nomad, who donated our uh, mixing board, without which we wouldn't be able to have the draft extravaganza. It was a good find, but it was a real bummer of a find. 
Yeah, but some dad, and I'll just read, give, I'll just give you some of the story. Uh, a video of a man kicking his child off a ramp at a local skate park is causing an uproar Saturday on social media. The video, which was originally posted by some kid, shows Marcus Crossland, who is a fucking asshole, kicking his six-year-old son down a skateboard ramp named Big Brown at Kona Skate Park in Arlington, Florida. Um, And it wasn't an exaggeration. Like The video shows an actual kick from a grown man into the back of a six-year-old boy. Yeah, he's a little kid. The fact that he's even up at the top of that ramp is insane to me. It, it's it's a big vert ramp. It's a, the, a half pipe like you would see on the X Games, like easily just as big as what the pros ride. And this kid is at the top of it, like ready to drop in and, and apparently isn't the dad, isn't down with waiting or wants him to you know be more aggressive and so he just walks over and kicks him in the ass and this poor little six-year-old kid falls down this huge maybe 12 foot high skateboard ramp and he's crying as he's falling in the air it's it's awful but i think yeah okay go ahead go ahead i think it leads to a bigger discussion of why is there still florida Oh, that's that's super macro. I was gonna go a little more macro than than that Tell situation, me. but you're going very macro. I was just gonna say, if you see an adult at a skate park, you call the police right away, right? Right. Yes. That's... Because I I thought of four scenarios that could happen if you see an adult at a skate park. Tell me. Best best case scenario, you find a guy who's way late on child support payments. <laughs> oh, for sure. Okay. Number two. You see a guy peddling oxy. Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah, good call. Number three, you're going to find a kid toucher. De- definitely. Or number four, you find a guy pushing a six-year-old down a ramp. Yeah, yeah. But I, either way, you're, you're never going to find like just an upstanding dude, like a 35-year-old dude at a skate park. Yeah, there's no, there's no like best-case scenario for adult at skate park. No. Not at all. But but you're right. Florida as a whole is just the worst. Right. Okay. Yeah. Agreed. We we there's no like a while a while back they found a whole town in Florida where they were just using the tax money, like the sheriff and the mayor were just funneling all the tax money to themselves for like years. <laughs> and it's like you could do whatever the fuck you can kill someone. You can do whatever the fuck you want in Florida. And they're, it's like lawless. It's like barter town. There's no rules there. And Jacksonville, I've been to, um, I've been to some football games there. The Georgia Florida game there is each year. I've been to a few of those. Really? And you get, yeah. You get these, you get these goons. That's wait. That's the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, I, I supposedly a midway point. I, it seems like it's a lot closer to Gainesville than Athens, but yeah. it's a great time. And I have a buddy who has a. Uh, whose family has a beach house like 45 minutes from there. Baller. Like far enough away from Jacksonville. But walking just back to the the, the bus that we took to get there, there are just Jacksonville goons. Like Jacksonville oh, yeah. has has a, a lot of real suspect-looking dudes. Oh, I bet. Like guys who wear jean jackets unironically. Like, <laughs> hey, right, right. Like, those kind of guys, Mo- like mullet, mullets, that, unironically, yeah, yeah, that hat that like just barely sits on the top of their head, with the with exactly. the with the front of the mullet, the bangs portion of the mullet sticking out, yeah, and and it it's it's twenty fourteen, and they 
they haven't even gotten like they're on three circles of three cycles of irony and they still haven't gotten there. They're just still like yeah. wearing it in earnest. Yeah, like they don't they don't get it's not they're not wearing those Oakley blades from nineteen eighty four to be funny or interesting. No. They're they're they, they think they look cool. They think they're onto something. Yeah, they, they've just discovered. Yeah, every, it takes a while for things to, to make their way to the south. That's for sure. Okay, real quick before we get to fancy, <laughs> teacher lap dance, and this didn't happen in Florida, and it, it probably happens in Florida every day, and that's why we're not hearing about it coming out of Florida because this is where just did it happen? Texas. This is oh, okay. just common behavior in Florida, so it doesn't get reported on the news. A 42-year-old teacher performed a full-contact, quote, full-contact lap dance on a middle school student in front of his <laughs> Texas classmates. Felicia Smith was charged Thursday with having an improper relationship with a student because of her alleged four-minute risque performance. Wow. I mean, if that went 40 seconds, I feel like it would have been uncomfortable. Yeah. On a boy celebrating his, well, at least he was celebrating his 15th birthday. He's a man now. He was after this, for sure. The teen told investigators that he sat in a chair next to Smith's desk as she moved back and forth on his crotch and touched him all over his body. (laughs) Near the end of the dance, the student said Smith sank to her knees and put her head between his legs. (laughs) The incident reportedly happened in front of other kids during the class. Um, The kid... The student, I want to get to the part where she said she loved him. Oh, yeah. The student admitted that he spanked Smith's buttocks a couple times. As music played, Smith said, I love you, baby. Happy birthday. (laughs) I I saw, I read somewhere that she said that the class kind of goaded her into it. Like they chanted. Oh, yeah, you could tell. (laughs) Yeah, obviously she wasn't into it. She only let it go four minutes. Also... (laughs) No, number one, number one job for crazy broads, Ed. What nurse? Number two, teacher. <laughs> there are just a lot, a lot of crazy bitches out there educating our. And there's probably crazy dudes. I mean, there was a snake hoarder here in Southern California. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, there's a lot of female teachers that want to sex their students in gym class, a lot of lap dancing, and I, I think this begs – let's go macro on this, and I'll ask you, Ed, where were these chicks when I was in high school? Yeah, and this I, this picture, I'm going to be kind and say she's just – she's not a good-looking woman. She No, she isn't. There, but, have, there have been a couple uh, but a teacher sexers that – that are I'm cute. on board. I'm on board with Mary Kay Latorna. Like there oh, yeah. have been some good-looking oh, yeah. women who do this. Yes. And I just I, I'm kicking myself. Like maybe the strategy of what these kids did. Maybe that's what I should have been going for. And like paid my classmates to chant because when I was a junior in high school, we had a Spanish teacher. Yeah. Who had just graduated college. Oh my And God. was super hot. Yeah. And I just I was I was trying to strategize, and it was yeah. terrible. I was just trying to find times to be alone with her like i'd walk back after school and be like uh when, when you say that test was gonna be I, for some reason Man. i wrote down a saturday like <laughs> hoping that she'd be like oh actually lock the door <laughs> yeah i had it, like lots of terrible reasons like one time i pretended that my car wasn't gonna work like maybe she'd give me a ride back she's like all right well you want to call triple a like, wow! It was bad. Wow! I was you, trying. Well, the problem in this situation was that the teacher wasn't a deviant, and you were. 
the teacher knew every guy was yeah. was yeah. into her, and yeah. she certainly was not into me. I wasn't into me at that point. That's yeah, that's a thing because I feel like I really wasn't at my sexiest at age sixteen. You know, I was not a very cool dude. I thought I was cool, and there definitely was no adult chick that was wanting to have sex with me as a sixteen-year-old. But maybe if you got your classmates to just chant lap dance, yeah, maybe that would have worked. How is that even a lap? Like, how is that a thing? fucking world is falling apart that, that, that these kids even they're all they all take a break from watching fucking porn in class on their iPhones to look up and everything's porned out their whole lives are all porny and girls are making out with each other and trading blowjobs on the fucking in the cafeteria and so it's not even weird for them to chant that the teacher should give a kid a lap dance because that's just what you do these days apparently yeah, we were we were in the grunge era where chicks were wearing big flannel shirts. Yeah, and how about when we were all going to get fucking AIDS, Ed? Yeah, that was so bullshit. Much, so much fear, so much fear, and so much flannel in our coming of age times. Yeah, it it was really really hopeless. It was those were some lean years, I have to admit. Uh, yeah. Ed, great job. I mean, wow. I I can I get why people are into this thing that we do because I listen to you and I listen to me and I'm into it. I'm into what we're doing here. I think I think we're kind of the anti Don Sterling, like you know how everyone hates him. We're yeah. the opposite of that. Yeah, exactly. We're like we don't have hookers licking our eighty year old feet, but we got something going on here, and I'm not sure what it is, but it's pretty awesome. <laughs> Absolutely. Speaking of that, it's about to get. Awesomer because it's time for Fancy Pop. Joining us now, as always, everybody's favorite ballerlifestyle.com correspondence. It's Fancy Pop with Fancy Sauce. How you doing, Fancy? Hey, Fancy. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. I'm well. It's the morning over here, as you know, so my brain's only just starting to work slowly. Yeah. That was a that was a loud intro. Brian. Yeah, Are you trying to be louder than Ed. I got. Hang on. I, I, that's uh, his old. That's his only strategy now. That's my ploy. I've I've heard that Ed is louder than me, and people don't Whoever like it. Whoever talks loudest gets the most. It's a big contest. Notice taken. Right. 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 I'm trying to be <laughs> as loud as I can be, and hope that that wins me the popularity oh. contest between me and Ed Daly. Maybe a middle school teacher <laughs> would give you a lap dance if you're louder. Oh, I wish. <laughs> I don't know what you guys have been talking about. I feel like I'm always not in on the joke. Yeah. Kate, this is some concern right now Mm -hmm. because I'm realizing you're – and I don't know how much the listeners know, but you are – you work in television production and you're about to go away on a shoot. We could We could have the possibility of some fancy popless podcasts – in the next few weeks. Hopefully that doesn't happen, right? Um, it's going to be very difficult for me to do this segment while I'm on location, unfortunately. I will do my best. Um, you and I, you know, we might need to record it on a, on a different day, but um, yeah. I'll do my best. May, well, maybe Because may, I like doing it and I don't want to not be... Where's the location? Anywhere, anywhere good? Um, in Singapore. It's, it's okay. It's a nice city. Ed, have you, have you been to Singapore? I haven't, but I do know you're not supposed to have any vandalism or graffiti. Don't, don't chew gum. No, don't and chew I, gum, I can't. Right. 
and I, I can't spit on the street anymore. It's illegal. Yeah. So. I'll, all that spitting you do. Well, hope, hopefully we can find a way because everyone, all the feedback, and we get a lot of feedback because the show yeah. is getting crazy popular. All the feedback is more fancy. We love fancy. Fancy ties the Aww. show together. Fancy, fancy, That's fancy. Nice. That makes me. That makes me feel good. So we don't want. We don't want our listener to. We don't want to alienate our listener base. So we just got to let them know right. there might be a little bit less of fancy in the future before there's all kinds of more of fancy in the future. Future. That's true. It would just be temporary, yeah. if anything. Temporary. We'll try and work it out, we'll, though. We'll try to figure out. Okay, Kate. Give us a heads up. Tell us what's going on. As you know, Ed, well, I'm not too sure about Ed. Frankly, I'm not too sure about myself based on our new fancy sex Uh feature. (laughs) I don't know if I'm going to be able to claim hashtag hetero much longer. And Ed, who shared a bed with a Denmarkian guy, a Danish guy, apparently. I, I had Danish in the morning. Yeah. Ed spends a lot of time with the Danes. He he has a he has Danish in bed. Uh, we we're still claiming to be hashtag hetero, so we don't know what's going on in the world of pop culture. We don't know who's doing what. Enlighten well, us. Let me let me fill you in on the news of the world. Tell us, yeah, like the real news. It. Yeah, <laughs> the real news. Um, okay, well, first up this week, um, notorious Bachelor George Clooney. Uh, is engaged to girlfriend Amal Alamuddin, a 36-year-old, very good age, big-time international lawyer who has represented the likes of Julian Assange. And wow. apparently it was her law firm that blew the lid on this uh, engagement secret. This ties into fancy sex because we had a grooming question and she's half Lebanese. So I imagine... That George Clooney, before making the engagement official, needed to know that she would be tending to her very, very hairy Lebanese body <laughs> throughout the course of the marriage. Would you guys, what do you guys think? Um, I'm looking at her and I'm assuming that she's had some all kinds of laser, laser. hair removal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you would need it. It's, uh, it's not an issue for her anymore. She's sort of plain. Uh, you know, I don't know. But what I mean, what's guys? What's your take on the Queens finally putting a ring on it? Well, I mean, it's, it, it tells it tells me that deep down, he's getting tired. Deep yeah. down, he's just the handyman from Facts of Life, and he, so he just George. wants to go back to his plainer also called roots. George. You say he's come full circle, Ed. He's going back to his roots. He's he's done. He's literally done it all. So yeah. he's just going back That's to true. his roots. He's, he's, he's Look, just I, a down-home guy. And I got to say, I am proud of him from veering away from the cocktail waitresses, C-list actress slash wrestlers, and tying it up with a classy and intelligent woman. He was and obviously ready to have an actual conversation. He, I mean, she is 20 years younger than him, nearly. I do right. like I do like that he he was one of those confirmed bachelors. And now, confirmed bachelor can be that that label can be applied to guys like Kevin Spacey and <laughs> Richard right. Simmons. That's right. Kind of kind of thing. That's right. Pa- <laughs> Paul Lind, the ultimate confirmed bachelor, can reclaim his title posthumously as the the one and all, the true confirmed bachelor. Paul Lind, Lee Lee uh, uh, Liberace. 
All right. He was a, he was a confirmed bachelor. <laughs> Liberace. That, that's true. Yeah, con- sure was. Confirmed bachelor, never known to keep the company <laughs> of a lady, couldn't be tied down. Uh, I, I, d- I definitely do like that. And I feel like George is sort of going to the Alec Baldwin model where he's like, look, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm getting a little long in the tooth. These chasing chicks is like not as fun as it used to be. I need someone I can connect with that also is crazy young and fit because I'm only getting older. Right. I mean, and if you're George Clooney, why wouldn't you? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Agreed. Like he's already had the Elisabetta Canalises of the world. He's right. had and the everything. Stacy Keebler's and Stacy Keebler in her tiny, tiny head. She looks kind of like one of those <laughs> that um, what's that Tim Burton movie? And it's like Christmas, and it's like drawing. Oh, the night- and- Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, yeah, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, she looks like one of those the animated guys. one. Yeah, she looks like Stacy Keebler. Looks like one of those guys. <laughs> I feel like not enough was ever made of the fact that Stacy Keebler was actually a professional wrestler. Before anything else. But that just shows you the guy was tiring of the conventional lady kind of thing. That's true. I agree. He was just getting after wrestlers. Like, it was... It was the, it was starting to circle the drain, his his bachelorhood. Now, was she, right. since I'm a hashtag adult that's hashtag hetero, mm-hmm. I don't know about wrestling, but I don't know if she was an actual wrestler. Wasn't she like one of those like ring girl people? She's like, a, she's like Miss Elizabeth kind of person? Yeah, like she would bring the guy out. I don't think she really got in the ring and like did moves and jumped off the ropes and stuff, did she? No, I, belie- I believe she did. Wow. I believe to the contrary. Um, I would have to fact check that because that's not something I have yeah uh, well, my, well we but, in my but trivia again, knowledge I don't base. know that it's germane to the story then again bringing back to the facts of life days I think he might have had something going with Natalie of all the four well he, uh, yeah he's don't tell me he's that. handsome but he had gray hair when he was like 26 so he had to sort of grow into his a lot like John Hamm where it was right. hard for him to find his stride as a younger man he sort he of had to old. Yeah, he had to catch up in age to his looks, and yeah. so then he got on ER, and he had that bad Caesar cut, but <laughs> pe- people started to dig him, and he started feeling his oats late, so he probably couldn't, like, I'm sure he slayed it around as a working actor, but he wasn't a movie star till later, till he was in his 40s, so he, he had to get mm-hmm. it while, while it was there to get. He didn't get a chance to really, really swing it around in his 20s like he should have. Good for him. Stacy Keebler. Stacy Keebler has her own WWE profile page, where it states her signature. It? Her signature move is a roundhouse kick. Oh, so she wow. was a wrestler. Oh, I stand corrected. Wow. I also, I also wear so, that as a badge of honor that I don't know what happens in pro wrestling. I didn't right. even know she was a wrestler. Oh, well, right. hey, well, way I'm, to one up. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad I filled you guys in. Okay, let's move on to the next because I got let's a few move, things to talk uh, about. Hold on, uh, Kate. George. Yeah. George Clooney. Would you bang him? Yeah. yeah, I would bang George. That's Clooney. like a no-brainer, right? Because yeah. he's, he's not not just because he's handsome. He's cool though. He's not he's not cheesy like Johnny Depp. He's not no. affected. He seems like a chill bro. He seems yeah. like a good and dude to hang out with. Yeah, he seems mellow. Fun, I hang fun, charming, good sense of humor. Like you know, all the things that makes a guy attractive. Yeah, likes to drink. He knows where. He knows the good restaurants. He knows. He keeps it fun. Yeah, he's I got agree. that place I, in Italy. Yeah, I'd Everyone bang him too. Everyone talks about getting shit-faced there. Lake L- Como. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, calls there. people out for being an asshole, like Steve Wynn, when they are. Yeah. You know. yeah he let's... beat up 
uh, on the set of Three Kings, he beat up David O. Russell. For, I remember hearing that. For, <laughs> That's for right. Treat, for treating the the uh, the crew poorly. Yeah. That's right. I remember hearing that story. Yeah. Clues okay. is the man. Yeah, and we're happy too. for him. Let's we'll, let's sexy. see if we'll see if they make it actually make it to the aisle. We'll see. We yeah. Wish, we wish them all the best. And if his if his attorneys listening, Melvin Belli or whoever's the hot uh, hot prenup attorney these days. Let's get a hair removal clause in that prenup, all right? Because I'm just saying, like, I'm not – she's a pretty girl. I know she's English. She's half Lebanese, and it just seems like that's a, that's a hairier race of people. And I, I, don't mean, I don't mean to sound like Donald Sterling here, but that's, that's something that needs to be addressed early and often. And, and, and tie-in is discussed at length in up now on theballerlifestyle.com, fancy sex. Okay. <laughs> Continue, Kate. Um, this next one's kind of a non-story, but Selena girl, uh, Selena Gomez, um, who is the girlfriend or ex-girlfriend, I'm not really sure, of Canada's most embarrassing export pop star Justin Bieber, has been re- photographed a couple of times recently with Orlando Bloom, who I predict is another Johnny Depp in the making. Yeah. Judging from his fashion choices, including layering of many necklaces oh, and no. bracelets. Oh, and he's been um, in those but- pirate movies, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's fast-tracking to, to Johnny Depp. The difference so. is, though, he doesn't have to affect a British accent because he actually is British. he has one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so the reason this is sort of interesting, maybe, coupling between Selena and Orlando is because Orlando's soon-to-be ex-wife, Australian, best country, Victoria's secret model, Miranda Carr, was seen getting very cozy with the Beebs, who looks like a 12-year-old to me, so... The fact that a grown woman would be attracted to him is beyond my comprehension. No, there's no way. They were, they were seen getting very cozy no. after Victoria's secret fashion show, which sparked rumors that there may have been something going on between the two, and then they had an ongoing kind of but is that friendship. A, is that a Donald Sterling thing? Like, he's just got so much dough? Like, I don't know. How big is she? She's big. She's she she's in yeah. she's an industry. She's yeah, she, she's big. The, there's no way. Look, I don't. She's I didn't... got her own real money. So anyway, I, I mean, it's kind of a non-story because you know famous people are always at the same events and photographed together. So there might not be anything going on between the two of them. But I'm I, I'm kind of into the whole like you know that they're trying to make a story out of it. I do, Justin well, Bieber also looks like a girl to me. She's definitely. I didn't know who Miranda Kerr was. Is it? Kerr or Carr? You pronounce it. Um, I, I would say Carr. Okay, I don't. I didn't know who Miranda Carr was until like two weeks ago, when uh-huh. I read something about her and how since she's gotten divorced from Orlando Bloom, she just loves to fuck people, and that's really? like basically what she said: is I'm going out and having fun yeah. and I'm banging yeah. dudes. But that doesn't. So obviously, she wants to make him jealous. I think Orlando Bloom, but. If you want to make somebody jealous, you don't pick the weakest little spindly girly man. You don't go – you don't do – That's like going to fuck Cookie Monster or Elmo. Like, you, that's why I don't believe it. Don't it's a silly do... story. But, I mean, it just wanted to segue into the fact that Justin Bieber, and he's a very pretty 12-year-old girl, was stopped at LAX last Thursday and, and detained for four hours of questioning. Um, remember there was that petition to yeah. get him to yeah. deport it. Yeah. yeah. So now like when he comes back into the U.S., he, he gets, you know, they give him a really hard time. Well, Does he give him a hard time for those terrible tattoos. Oh yeah. Yeah. Terrible bad tattoos. tattoos. 
Really bad. Yeah, everything about him sucks, and no one is using him to make anybody jealous, that's for sure. He's he's really the worst. He was in Bali last year where, you know, I spent a lot of time, and he was at the opening of a club owned by a friend of mine and was just acting like the little asshole that he is. Yeah, he, so, had, he, had, you know, he had a lot of my friends met him. Taken away. Yeah, he's an idiot. Yeah. Okay, um, next up, Alicia Silverstone, uh, um, formerly of the movie Clueless, uh, which was an important movie to me. Um, she, she stirred up a lot of criticism for her parenting style um, by the sheer volume and advice, seemingly based on solely on anecdotes and her own opinions, in her new book titled. The Kind Mama, A Simple Guide to Supercharged Fertility, A Radiant Pregnancy, A Sweet... Oh, God. Yes. A Sweet Birth and a Healthier, More Beautiful Beginning. Sorry, I, my notes are from Siri and that didn't make sense. Anyway, I'm sure there's never been a more obnoxious title of a book ever. So, I, um, I in the book, she apparently... through the title. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. <laughs> she's, she's one of those ones that's like, follow your kid around with a bucket and whenever it has to take a shit... You're there. She's with the in bucket. a. She's in a. She's a full-on hardcore attachment parent. Attachment. Don't, don't. You never bang your <laughs> husband because the kid needs to sleep between you until he's like nine years old. But this this begs a bigger que- question for me, Ed. Which is what the movie Clueless. Alicia Silverstone plays Cher. Paul Rudd plays her stepbrother, who is an adult, right. while right. she is in high school. And the movie ends with them as a couple. Is that necessary? Right. Is it necessary to have an adult and a child <laughs> end the movie in a relationship together? Did that was that something we needed to have? Right. Who and were siblings. who were step and were step step siblings? Step siblings. Uh, like you could have made him like a neighbor that's almost you know maybe a couple grades ahead of her. You could have really yeah. written that movie a lot of you different know what? ways. That's such a good point. Everyone's up in arms about, you know, like a rape scene in Game of Thrones during a period where rape was like really MBD, but like a movie like Clueless, which like has like a sibling relationship, is like glossed over. Well, I think we're all glossing over a more important issue, and it's a recall back to George Clooney, Batman and Robin. Oh, where, so, where she, she's in that. <laughs> she played. She played a, uh, a bad girl in Sausage Casing, and oh, it was yeah. it was a terrible movie, and by far the worst of Clooney's career. And he's had some good movies, but that one almost sunk him. Is that, that the one with that? What's the one with Mister Freeze? Right, Schwarzenegger yeah, was Mister Freeze, and uh, Uma Thurman was Poison Ivy, and. And there was a Bane was in that one, but not like a cool Bane like the one in the recent Batman. It was a really bad Bane. And the whole thing looks like it's shot on a set in my living room. Like there's <laughs> it does. It's there's like, a, like okay. fans blowing smoke. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a terrible. Guys have, Silverstone you, was in that. Yeah, yeah, she was. You guys are you guys are getting off topic. That, but apparently, she in her book she advises against vaccinations, diapers, and tampons because she's a fucking doctor. And this she's book, a notor- this she's a notorious. Yeah, she's a notorious vegan and attachment parent. Are two of the most annoying things a parent can be, a, a person can be. Attachment Just kidding. Means I, I love my vegan friends. Attachment, um, attachment parenting. parenting. What? Well, what I, I mean, I, I don't even know how to like uh, describe it in a sentence. I mean, l- l- look it up. There was a video that went around, like um, sort of virally, when she first had her baby, which is named Bear. Oh. Um, 
where she was feeding the baby like a bird, where she chews up the food in her mouth and then directly spits it into the baby's mouth. Yeah, attachment parenting <laughs> is, a, is exactly what I, what I explained it was. It's where you're with the kid tending to its needs at all times. So you're Right, you never let the kid cry, cry yeah. it out at, at night yeah. or anything like that. Um, you know, it's... It's, I don't know enough about it to speak about you, it, but it shits in the bucket you're carrying around. It demands things, <laughs> and you give them to it immediately. It's it's a very popular Hollywood. Um, also, somebody that I was shocked to find out was not a lesbian. Mayim Bialik, Blossom. Yeah, Blossom. Huge attachment parent. She's an attachment well. parent too. Anyway, this book's really coming under fire for being dangerous and um, irresponsible. And in the more technical sections of the book, she refers to a woman's vagina as her chi-chi and hoo-ha. Oh, well, so. that's, that's the biggest uh, <laughs> strike of all. Right. I think so, too. Well, I agree. Also, it's not dangerous or irresponsible because only a fucking moron would take life advice from a G-list actress. Like, hey, no offense, Alicia. I mean, you did some stuff back in the day, but it's been a long time. No. She's not qualified to tell anybody how to raise a child or place a tampon or eat vegan or anything else. That's the great thing about America. The two main anti-vaccine people so far are a Playboy Playmate and somebody who starred in an Aerosmith video in 1994. That girl, yeah. Exactly. Excellent. Yeah, great story. I'm, I'm looking forward to reading the book. Okay, so this is kind of a sad story. A contestant from the new series of The Bachelorette, starring uh, Bachelor contestant Andy Dorfman, died after a paragliding accident. Um, Not during the filming of the show, though. Um, I think it was just, um, it was after they taped the show. So everyone's still sequestered and not allowed to talk to each other, but... I'm I guess it he was. Wasn't yeah, it doesn't sound. No, like it's he. It, I guess he'd been eliminated already. But I think I. I read that it, he was the person that she um, that went on the first one-on-one date with her. So she obviously liked him. Um. Yeah. So that's a, that. That's this is sad. a tough story because yeah. it's you know tragic paragliding accident. You know, it's like you know, extreme skier cheats death until he doesn't, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's, these things happen when you do crazy extreme activities like that. I'm sorry that the guy's passed away though. Yeah. Paragliding is not something that is on my bucket list, nor is jumping out of a plane. Yes. Well, it could be on your bucket list because that'll be the final thing you do most likely. Yeah. 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 No desire to do that one. No, definitely not. So th- thoughts and prayers to this guy who we wouldn't have heard of anyway. Right. Um, okay, my final story of the day. Um, it's <laughs> As you know, as I, re- as I reported, Tori Spelling has a oh. new reality show, but it's in the vein this, of Lindsay. It's one of those docu-reality shows, yeah. which is the new trend. It's, it's the new trend now. Do so. I have to start watching this? Yeah, you do. Oh, so no. it's been reported that... <laughs> It's been reported that Tori Spelling and Dean McDermott might have faked the entire cheating scandal in their marriage in order to re- score this reality show. I don't believe it. That's not the kind Tory of a far-fetched claim, but that's what that's what's going around. So, as you probably guessed, I tuned into the premiere of um, her new show on Lifetime, which is called True Tori. 
um, which is essentially about the fallout of Dean's affair and their reconciliation after his time spent in treatment for addiction, depression, and sex addiction as well. Um, so, I mean, after watching the show, I, I mean, I could definitely conceive that this, like all reality shows, might not be based in reality. But, I mean, it had the argument has to be made that they're not good enough actors to pull this off. I think you're right. Also, but then again, the acting wasn't that good. I watched the show and I it, I felt like I was watching a bad Lifetime movie with bad acting. To be honest, so I don't. I'm confused. They're really all in because like he's like he's basically like she's a dead fish. Like she's she doesn't can I, she doesn't can fuck I me very well. You know, can I need to play a clip of Dean in in treatment? Play a and clip. It's to- Tori and Dean are sitting on the couch with their therapist, and this is this is what he says. This is what he has to say. We have four kids, so in the sex department, there were ebbs and flows. Is that safe to say? We had a great relationship, and we had a great sex life. We would have sex once every two weeks. It wasn't fantastic. I know. I, I'm going to address What? Yeah. What, what, did I, what did I say? Dean, your expectations of what a marriage is supposed to be like sexually, it's like a fairy tale. Like, I Wrong. can never give him enough sex. Like, he's never going to be happy with just me. I, I'm insatiable. Sex was an escape, just like drugs. But I don't understand, like, why her? I wasn't attracted to her. It was, it was like, it was just like a warm body. Like, I'm mad. I'm really mad. My worst nightmare is, is what I did. Absolutely. I cheated on my wife. That's my worst nightmare. Or that you got caught. Um, that, that is, it sounds very, now I'm going to have to watch this. God damn you, Kate. <laughs> He's the I mean, he's the, he's really the worst. And what Tori doesn't realize is this is her out. Well, she yeah, can get he's away like, from she's a bad fuck. Now. And so I'm, and I need a lot of sex because right. I'm Dean fucking McDermott. But it does sound very scripted she's, and very, it doesn't sound very organic or real to me. Very. I'm, I'm going to need to watch it now. Thank you for that. And let's not forget that there was a whole plot line in 90210 where she just wanted to meet Color Me Bad. <laughs> She, that she was, was the whole point of an episode. They went to a hotel and she made color me bad. She she was also a virgin for the entire series. She wouldn't bang David Silver, so David Silver had to go out and, and get some side pussy. Yeah. Let's just say I watched somewhere between three and four episodes of 90210 a day in college. Blew off class and watched 90210 at two in the afternoon and drank beer. Uh, okay, Kate. Well, we'll definitely keep an eye on our we'll, – yeah, keep an eye on it. I mean, there's some there's some suspicious things. I mean, they these two definitely have a deal with Us yep. Weekly. And Us Weekly broke the news of the cheating scandal and breaks every story about them. So she definitely, they definitely have a deal. Uh, be, be, um, also, this woman, yeah. this 28 year old woman that he has, has had this affair with, um, Emily Goodhand, which does sound <laughs> like a made up person, right? She's ne- there's no picture of her on the internet. She's never come forward. They just, all of a sudden they said, oh, she's come forward and we have a name and an age and that's it. And there's no, she's not active on social media. She never did a follow-up other woman story like usually happens. So it's a little bit suspicious that we can't find out anything about her. And TMZ and all those like, you know, the, you know they, they delve and they sure. find stuff and no one's been able to find anything. So that's that weird. weird. I don't know. It's weird, and it has been widely reported in the last, you know, two years that they've been having financial difficulties. You know, they've sold houses at a huge loss. They've been evicted from rental properties, so they definitely needed um, 
interesting. That would make it even more interesting if they made the whole thing up that he's admitted to having an affair and he didn't even get laid. Right. Like, you know, at least he could get some of the, especially because Tori, according to Dean, dead fish. She doesn't know how to sex him properly. All right. Well, good stuff. As always, fancy. Anything else? No, that's it. That's, that's all I have today. Uh, well, we're, we're definitely excited to follow the saga of Tori and Dean and you off in Singapore, we might just have to find a way to, you could just record updates for us and we can edit them into the show People love hearing your voice. I and, for sure can do that. We'll, we'll people, work it out. We'll, we'll figure it out. People definitely want to know what's going on with Tori and Dean, especially my main man, Ed Daly. <laughs> I got Dean fever. Yeah, who doesn't? <laughs> who doesn't after hearing that clip? All right, guys. Excellent job. Great job, Fancy Sauce. Thank you, thank As you. As always, remember, everybody, check out the mailbag. Email us, mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. Fancy sex at the bar lifestyle. Yeah, send send us some more fancy sex questions. Yeah, check out check out the posts. We got you sorted out on grooming and gay experiences and all that. So Bad check it movies. out. Bad movies, all that stuff. Um, and check us out next week. The draft extravaganza next week with special guests Jason Stewart and Travis Rogers. And I'm you know Ed's Ed's going to be a distance, but I'm I'm. Counting on him to do the show shirtless, as we will be here at the Dachler mm-hmm. Pad, aka BallerLifestyle.com World Headquarters. We will be doing the show, our draft extravaganza shirtless. So shirtless, that's something to get excited about. Shirtless doesn't sound hetero. Just saying. Whoa, whoa, Kate, go easy. <laughs> All right, guys, great job. Uh, that's it for Fancy Sauce for Ed Daly. I'm Brian Beckner. This is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. We'll see you next week. Later. Hello, Discover here to explain our cash back match. Here's how it works. We give you cash back for using your Discover card on the things you were going to buy anyway. Then we match that cash back in your first year. And that's why we call it cash back match. Now to recap and say cash back one more time. We match all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com match. Limitations apply. Every year, compliance regulations change thousands of times. And every year, ADP makes thousands of seamless platform updates so businesses can focus on everything else, like running their business. Grow stronger with ADP. HR, talent, time, and payroll.